Hi everybody, it's me, Jessica Lahore, and we're back with another Jess Talk. Today we're talking about mental health. But before we get into it, for my mental health, subscribe to my channel, hit the bell for notification. It gives me endorphins and benefits me. Plus, we're streaming on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere. All right, let's get into it. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention, attention. Here I am walking down the street. Seeing all the boys trying to take a peek. Shorts pulled up and chest upright. Come on, boys, just take a bite. Look, but don't touch, spin it round and round. Oh my goodness. So this one is about, this was a requested comment one. Um, mental health. Ah! Oh my gosh. I feel like it, uh, it's like triggering to even talk about it or think about it because there's such a mental health journey that I've been on that like I resonate with other people that are on like their journey in certain phases. But overall, let's talk very generic mental health. Okay. How are you aware of how you're doing? How do you express how you're feeling? How do you do it confidently and unapologetically? I think that as I've gotten older, I have been more acknowledging of the fact that mental health comes first. And granted, there could be a person that uses their mental health as I don't want to say a crutch, but as a, a benefited leverage because they know they can lean on it to justify sometimes your actions, which may be very valid in that moment. And I think mental health cannot be uh, the end-all be-all excuse or reasoning. Like somebody can't treat me shitty and say, I'm sorry, my it's my mental health. Like I'm just not in a good place. And maybe that first time you're like, you know, I totally get it. I've been there. Thank you for acknowledging it. Like we've talked about it, but if there's a pattern of this, there has to be more conversation around it. Like your mental health cannot be a reason why you treat somebody consistently terrible or you're abusive to them or, uh, and that's in a relationship. That's with your friendships. That's with your coworkers. Like mental health does not have to control every outcome, but I think that it is an influence in every, every outcome or way that you express yourself. Like I'm obviously not going to be as friendly to people if I'm not in the best mental health space. And I'm pretty vocal now about it, but I wish I would have been more vocal earlier on. I think that there's a a wrong impression about mental health, the way that you can act as a human and the way that people perceive that. And they don't give you any grace. They don't give you any understanding. And so if you talk about your mental health, people might take you and say, hey, you're the victim. Uh, Why are you complaining when other people are, people are dying, Kim. Kim, there's people that are dying. I just told Um, Whatever that, like, like, the idea that you should be able to express how you're feeling with your mental health and how everything is going in your life and you should get a supportive response ultimately, I think that that's important to recognize. I think that people are really have, there's a shame. There's a shame stigma in, in, in American culture, I would say, that mental health, you don't talk about. It's bad to go to therapy. It is bad to be depressed. I grew up in that household. I grew up in that household that, you know, uh, you know, it's obvious someone has depression and you're not doing anything to fix it. Or therapy means you're weak or like you don't need therapy. I can do it myself. Or you don't go to a therapist. You go to a priest because then they really understand. And if that, if that is that person for you, that's great. But let's talk about then therapy with mental health. I truly believe, and I, I'm almost going to be 30. We'll see when this video comes out, if I'm 30 at this point. But 
uh, I grew up with that mentality that therapy was not a good thing. And I had to work through a lot of different issues my, on my own, process with my friends. And as somebody that has abandonment issues with my mental health, if I talk about what's going on in my life, I'm worried that's going to make somebody leave. So I don't talk about it and I deal with it. And some days I can get through it and I can be more logical about it. And other days it feels like it is absolutely impossible to escape whatever terrible, negative, destructive, collapsing feeling that is going through my head. And I think that therapy is important. I think that everybody should in some capacity go to therapy. It's not a, if you need it, it's not a, oh, I'm dealing with this kind of thing. I think that having somebody to to process through it in a very unbiased way is very beneficial. Now, talking with your good Judys, your friends, your best friends, maybe your siblings if you're really close, might be those people for you. I saw this TikTok. Everyone has a cup, okay? And if my cup is not full, I cannot give anymore. It's like spoons. I can't give any more spoons to you. My cup is not full. I can't even fill it for myself. Where the overflow of my cup. When my cup is overflowing, that means I'm at my best and that extra I'm able to give to so many other people. And I think that that's really hard because when your friends are in trouble or when your friends need you or family members, you find the space, you find the room, even if your cup isn't full. But the more you work on yourself and you keep your cup as full as possible, the more you're able to give that overflow to other people. You make more time, you make more mental space, more mental energy. And I think therapy can contribute to that. Now, my experience with therapy has not been great. I tried therapy in college once and I went one time and the next week the therapist forgot who I was. I had to start over and they had no idea anything about me. And that was really frustrating. 13 years later, like six months ago, uh, at this point, I tried it out and I went to the therapist for abandonment issues. And my therapist abandoned me. I sat outside their office for an hour. They ghosted my texts. They, it was terrible. I'm finally trying it for the third time and we're taking some baby steps, but it is really hard to pick yourself back up and say, why the hell am I doing this if this is not working out? You want to know why? I'm really thankful to be really good friends. I'd say best friends with a therapist. My, her name is Emma, Emma Mon. And I don't go to her for therapy services. I don't like process with her as a best friend, but hearing her experiences as a therapist, or even when she's not in therapy mode, she's in really good best friend mode. She has really great insight and she really has made me believe in the best aspects of what therapy can provide as an adult. And so I'm willing to try it again. Uh, I think it's also with growing with age, you try things again, even if they don't work out. Um, Mental health. I think doing things for your mental health that may not be uh, what that other people around you might want you to do. Like for example, prioritizing yourself is really important for your mental health. I would say finding things that really bring you to the best state of mind. So if I, I, as a drag entertainer, we are constantly giving emotional energy, physical energy. Um, I would say energy, energy, like the idea of excitement, um, to crowds and some of us and myself included for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And if we are going through shit, if we are having the worst day ever, if we are crumbling inside, you leave it in the dressing room and you give that. And that's what I'm saying with that cup. If you just feel like you're just dumping out the last bits of drops of water in your cup to give to these people. And one of the things that helps me refill 
is that I get uh, a comfort meal. I spend about three, two to three hours in the bathroom, um, taking my makeup off, listening to music that makes me happy, putting my phone away for a hot second, uh, taking a really long hot shower and feeling like I'm cleaning every part of myself, spending time just, uh, using the other sounds to completely numb my brain. I also might throw in a little, <laughs> you know, but that's recent, but I've always been that person. And that is something that I hold really dear to myself. I, I do it whenever I feel like I need to do it. Working out, people uh, think that it's to find a certain physique. For me, it is to release so much anxiety energy. And it's about an hour to three hours where I'm not thinking about anything else but just being in, in in that moment of working out, listening to music. And you're absolutely right. I think if I miss it in a day, it's not because I'm worried about being fit or losing weight or anything like that. It's because I have so much energy, so much anxiety, so much stress and being overwhelmed pretty consistently in my life that working out really does help to spare that for a little bit. What can you do in cases where you can't afford therapy or mental health services? I can tell you right now, there are programs and health care plans and insurance providers and, and different programs you can apply to that will provide free mental health services. Um, do I think that you're going to be the best? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you if they're amazing. But for example, I'm finally on a health insurance that I find affordable but I get free mental health services with this health insurance. And that's part of a perk for me to spend a little bit more on my overall health because I get that mental health for free. Um, there are free online people like you can call in to, to different services. If, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, um, not just like a suicide hotline, but like I, I'm in a, in a really bad mental place. I need to talk to somebody. My mental health has been significantly better every single day because I've worked on it every single day for probably five and a half to six years from forcing myself to stare at my, my body and to repeat positive things back to daily affirmations to uh, correcting how I approach people or the languages that I use to reference myself. Uh, every, every day, if you could do one five minute thing to improve your mental health, I would really suggest trying it and putting that into your regular routine. Even if you don't believe it, or if you don't think that it's going to help, the repetition w will come with a lot of positive impacts, I believe. Um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like mental health is not talked about enough. I feel like people are quick to be judgmental and hurtful. And do I think that some people abuse the idea of mental health? Absolutely. Just like anything else. I feel like people will take advantage of, of that. And I say, I say take advantage in a way like, you know, you just know when somebody is taking advantage of, of something that, that is a problem, but not maybe in that moment. Uh, and I would also say like rephrasing some of your words, like when you call something crazy, such an easy fix. Like, what does that mean? Performers performing in straight jackets that never had depression before, really thinking about where that straight jacket stems from in the torture of people with mental health issues. Um, you know, there are people that have gone through electroshock therapy that may have that experience, not making light of that either. Really being considerate of your language when you're talking about like, oh, I have, I have, I had an anxiety attack. 
did you, were you just super anxious or did you have an anxiety attack? And that's not me questioning what you know about your body, but saying some of those phrases or a panic attack, even they're very different to different people. Uh, and they affect people differently. And so how does that language come off? It's not something like you intentionally mean as a negative thing, but sometimes somebody's actually experiencing that or it's like, Oh, sorry, I'm feeling bipolar today. Well, I, that's a serious problem for individuals that are bipolar. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I could kill myself. And you're sitting there like people act like that's such a, there's so many other options. Rephrasing your language is a simple thing that you can do as simple as I would say pronoun usage. How do you just make people feel comfortable when you're talking? Even if your intention's not bad, will it slip out? I'm sure. Will you say something and be like, oh, I caught myself. You know, everyone's maybe not that sensitive either, depending on the person you're talking to. And it's maybe not being sensitive. Maybe it's just that person's experience. But overall, you kind of have the option to shift your language to be more mental health conscious. conscious. So tell me what you think down below about my little just talk on mental health and tell me about other topics you want to hear me chat about. <laughs> As I joke. All right, bye everybody. Bye. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Attention the whore. Hi, little whores. It's me, Jessica Lahore. And did you know that I'm on Cameo? That's right. Cameo is a platform where you can get personalized messages from me, the biggest whore in all of Colorado. Whether it be a birthday sing-along, a bar mitzvah, a congratulations on your new job, a congratulations you didn't get pregnant, I'm your whore for the message. So follow the link below, click it, and book your next cameo to surprise your best friend, your grandma, your family member, or any other little Lahore fan out there. Come on, book them now.